We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Talking Buffalo, featuring conversations with guests from around the world of sports, media, pop culture, and all things Buffalo, with your host, Patrick Moran. All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Talking Buffalo, your weekday daily driver for Buffalo Sports Talk and more. I am your host, Patrick Moran. Thank you very much, as always. For locking in, whether you're listening to this in audio podcast form, whether you're checking us out on the video side on YouTube or Twitter, which if you are, you might be watching this actually live here on a Sunday night. It has been a, I want to say almost historical weekend here in Buffalo. Weather-wise, of course, the Buffalo Bills game scheduled for Sunday got moved to Monday, 4.30 p.m. I'm joined right now, a special episode here, bonus episode of Talking Buffalo by my good friend, podcaster, broadcaster for Buffalo Rumblings, host of the Overreaction Sports Show, co-host. God, I'm going to keep going on for years with this, man. <laughs> co-host of the All Tackle with John Bina Show, co-host of the Hump Day Hotline, my man, the voice, Joe Miller. What's going on, buddy? How you doing? I am doing great. I have finally cooled off from being outside in uh, 19, was it 19 degrees outside yeah. and uh, clearing my driveway in a blizzard. So I waited all day. So I, I hate meteorologists and I hate politicians more than I hate meteorologists, but I hate meteorologists <laughs> because like you wake up in the morning and all the reports were, hey, it's going to be over by 12 or one o'clock, right? It's going to be, and then it's going to come back maybe later in the day. So I waited and then it one o'clock came it was still blizzarding i couldn't see the neighbor across the street and then by two o'clock i couldn't see the neighbor across the street and like i'm looking at the weather app it's going to be done in 45 minutes 45 minutes later it's going to be done in 59 minutes i'm like i gotta go so i literally finally went outside two and a half hours later i'm finally done clearing my driveway we got six inches while i was clearing it's just it's my fault i should have i should have gone out this morning it's my fault but it's you live here you know you know what this is about you so. live in for people watching or listening who don't you live in lakeview correct lakeview hamburg yeah. yeah lakeview is the bottom west corner uh along the lake of hamburg of the hamburg township yeah yeah a little more southern than me i'm in west seneca right now so we're streaming this at roughly like 8 p.m again most people will be listening to this hopefully sometime early monday in advance of the bills game but yeah west seneca right now as we tape this at around eight o'clock Still coming down. Not as hard. It's kind of starting to shift. Mm. But yeah, all day long on Sunday, it mm. uh it just came down. And mm -hmm. uh we have a plowing contract 
with oh. somebody. Not uh, we rent, so we don't even own our home right now. So we rent, right, right, right. and we're at the mercy. And it sucks, like when you're at the mercy of someone else. The plow guy, he yeah. did come at some point Saturday night. Haven't seen him in several hours though. But there's a driving ban anyway right now. But even if it got lifted, ain't get it out of the driveway anytime soon until that plow guy comes because we did not go out. We don't have snowblower for that reason, you know, so yeah, we yeah. haven't really done. My wife did shovel around her car. She got her car ready, <laughs> you know, so when, <laughs> when it eventually uh, comes out and all, but anyway, well, uh, hang on. Well, you, you haven't seen your plow guy since last night. I haven't seen Hamburg plows since last night. So I've got three and a half feet of snow on my street that hasn't been plowed yet. So <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah, this is, um, I, well, this is kind of what they predicted. You know, yeah. I mean, I, they nailed to some it. extent anyway. They nailed Maybe it. not the time, but they did. They nailed it. And listen, we're going to talk in just a few minutes here. We'll we'll talk some Bills, Steelers. Not really too much to dive into. I know on this show all last week, because right now I should be recapping a Bills game. You should be doing mm -hmm. your show recapping a Bills, mm -hmm. Steelers playoff game. So we've kind of already covered a preview. We're not going to like rehash too many little things. Although I haven't really talked to you much about the game. So I'll get some thoughts on that sure. in just a few minutes. We'll talk... Uh, Maybe a couple of the other NFL playoff games that went on this weekend, a pretty wild weekend, a weekend of blowouts, by the way, mm. uh, three of the four games. Again, we're recording this right before the Rams and Detroit start, but all three of the uh, first round games so far have all been blowout. Shortly, you know, before noon on Saturday, we, we learned, uh, became official. Kathy Hochul announced that the game was getting postponed until Monday afternoon. And then the Buffalo news, not long after that, had a report saying that the league was pushing to have this game move to Atlanta while, uh, you know, Kathy Hochul then fought to keep the game here and have it move back. Taking the football, let, we'll talk football in a minute here. Let's talk about the the, the human element mm -hmm. of this storm and, and what happened. Do you feel, in terms of this game being postponed, do you feel that if last year did not happen, if the blizzard of 2023 at Christmas last year didn't happen and the driving ban last year was put into place too late. Like last year was more about being reactive instead of proactive. When it came to a driving ban, people were already on the roads. The damage mm. was done and people were getting stuck. And, um, you know, 47 people perished last year. If that doesn't happen, do you think what happened this time around where a driving ban is put in effect before there's any even snow that really hits the ground and the game canceled? How much do you think last year, the catastrophe that happened last year affected what happened this time around in Western New York? I think it, it absolutely made a difference. Uh, when you look at just the coordination between Poland cars and the governor versus the current governor versus Poland cars and the former governor, uh, they didn't really coordinate before. Like, you know, sure, Andrew would fly out here and tell us all how to drive right from some hangar somewhere sure. and then fly right back to New York City. But this was a very, you know, if you're going to say a positive about our leadership, this was a very, uh, they were very together and like all of their tweets were the same. And it was very clear that they were talking to each other even before they would say something on Twitter. So to make sure that the messages were all the same. But I, to your point, I very much feel like this is them trying to learn from mistakes because they took a lot of heat last year. And the hard part about it is. I'm not going to blame leadership, the, the county executive, the mayor, a governor for, for people going out in the snow and driving their car and getting stuck and getting trapped. I mean, I mean, is there an aspect of like, we wish we had the ability to go help people better? Yes. Should, if they put a ban in place, should they pull cars over and impound cars? Probably. But at the end of the day, like when we get the seven foot event last year, 
I was in New York City. Some people know the story. I was in New York City. Uh, I got there on Thursday night and I went, even though the storm was maybe going to come. It's very mm -hmm. similar to this one. It was like, well, it's, it could be bad. We're not sure. And this one ended up being worse than what they thought, too. And uh, by Friday morning, when I woke up, my wife was panicked and I was like, OK, and I'm in New York City on a work trip. Um, and I changed my flight and I left New York city. I was supposed to fly in. Uh, I was supposed to fly in at like nine 30 PM. I ended up landing in Buffalo during the storm. Cause the storm was South. I landed in Buffalo at like six or six 30 PM, uh, and got on the, the throughway to go, to go home to, 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 to be with my family. Uh, cause by that time they'd gotten five feet, five and a half or six feet of snow. And like, it was barricaded. You could not go West right. on the 90 at the one ninety split. Like you couldn't get there. So I turned around and I had to go back. All that to say this, I kept trying to work my way down there. So I got a four by four lifted four by four. I've got a big truck, right? I was nervous. So I'm like driving around in the South towns. There's semi trucks everywhere. And I'm like, uh, I'm getting somewhere. I'm going somewhere with all this. And I'm just like, there was a point where I turned around and went back to the hotel. Cause it was like, I can't get there. I had to spend one night in the hotel. Uh, and then I ended up getting home the next day. But even the next day, like you're driving down Lake Avenue in Orchard Park into Blaisdell and it looks like a like a a, a blizzard wasteland there's just cars sure. and snowbanks everywhere and there's people out in their Chevy Equinox going to Walgreens and it's like what are you doing like yeah. there's an aspect of like you need to take so I don't know that I blame Mark Poland cars I don't know that I that I would blame the governor if people perish in a blizzard necessarily because unless it's the one event what was the year I wasn't home where it was, it it happened like in the in the in the in the leaving work, like in that later hour, and it caught everybody by surprise, and it was a problem. Like there's a, there's an aspect of like if it's a, it's something like that. I don't know. I guess I'm on the fence. Did it to answer your question? I'm sorry, Pat. No, yeah, go ahead, man. This is what I, we're sure, talking about. Yeah, I'm sure that they're reacting to what happened last year. It's probably good, as annoying as it is, and even I was annoyed at first about it. It's probably good to protect people from themselves. But people that blamed leadership last year when 47 people died, I think, are off base. If you get in your car and you drive outside in a blizzard and there's a driving van to go get donuts from Tim Hortons because, well, we need, we need donuts, and you get in a ditch and you die in a car, I can't blame Mark Polencars for that. And everybody on Twitter knows I'm not a big Mark Polencars fan. So that's what I would probably say. But, yes, to your to your question. Well, I, I, I feel like because – and I, we're talking about last year because I feel like last year does tie into this year – Last year, some circumstances were different from my personal memory. First of all, it was Christmas, literally Christmas yeah. Eve yeah. when this when this came. So people were going to take family. more chances. And, you know, a random Sunday is Christmas Eve. You don't want to not spend Christmas with your family. Right. So in part, that's the reason why people went anyway. Another thing that I remember well, and this to me was the biggest thing actually, was last year the driving ban went into effect, but not until Christmas Eve morning. And by that point, People were already at work. A lot of people were working right. half days, Christmas right. parties at work, right. stuff like that. Last minute is Christmas shopping early in the morning. So people were already out on the road by the time like official driving bans uh, came in. I remember well, because to be completely honest with you, I kind of, uh, I drove, we drove <laughs> when we should have. Last year, so I live in West Seneca. Our power went out really early in the morning. Right. Uh, my wife was actually staying at my uh, mother-in-law's house who, who wasn't there in Lackawanna. Our mm -hmm. power went out. Hers didn't. Uh, my son and I packed up some shit in the car in case we got stranded. Sure. Made it there. Barely. An hour later, I get word our power came back on. <laughs> we decided to venture back to my house just because, it, you know, it, it's bigger. Everything's here, which right. we should not have done, to your point, because we went through around that Blazel area, Lake yeah. Avenue, and right. some of those areas. And it was just 
a complete whiteout. We just got really lucky to make it back home. But anyway, my I guess the point I'm trying to make is last year, the driving ban was very reactive. Like the damage was already yeah. getting done. Yeah. This time around, I think because of that, it was proactive. Like the driving ban went Agreed. into effect at 9 p.m. at night yeah, on Saturday night going yeah. into Sunday. And the storm really wasn't nothing at that time. It just got progressively worse. So I think the the, the county, the, the, the state, the city, whatever way you want to look at it, I think they did a better job this time around. And I'm just uh, – I believe in erring on the side of caution. You know, if you're going to err, yeah. do it on the side of caution because you know what, Joe? People were losing their minds, especially Pittsburgh fans and people who don't live in this area, who don't understand lake effect weather as opposed mm. to being cold like Kansas City, right, snowing right. and windy. Totally it's different. just different. Yeah. Right, exactly. And, um, you know, if you're wrong, if you're wrong, it's annoying, you know, and people were inconvenienced. It, but if if you're right and you don't have driving bans proactively, people are going to die, man. They're going to get stranded in the road. If people would have went to this game, you live – at least in the vicinity of the stadium, Southern yep, yep. is what yep. I mean. Yep. Oh, man, you saw videos. You saw it with your own eyes. There's no way that game could have been played today. No, that it, 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 there, it, it, getting home would be a problem for a whole lot of people even still right now. Like, So I was there. Uh, I was there. The Miami Dolphins game that Ricky Williams scored t- two touchdowns on his first two carries, like 50-yard touchdowns like forever ago. It was a primetime oh, yeah. football game. Uh, have vivid memories. I, my little brother went with me and like – the cutaway to commercial, I think it was in the third quarter, and snow came over the wall on the opposite side of the field, and it came over going up. So the snow came into the stadium going up and then, like, like, like into the state, dude. So that was just one half, and we didn't really get feet of snow in just that hour and a half or whatever before the game ended. And it took us from there, and I live in Hamburg. It normally takes me literally, literally after a game, it takes me about 20 minutes to get home because I just know how to work my way home. It took us hours hours to get home and that was just from that i couldn't imagine being there today one of the biggest annoyances for me and this is where i will put a little bit of blame on leadership as it goes um and you know because you were driving around in it last year is they closed the highway which is great and last year they mm-hmm. barricaded as i said the 90 going west at the 190 split the problem is is they don't stop the trucks like the semi trucks yeah. end up on side streets like lake avenue like Abbott Road and Orchard Park, and they're going a half a mile an hour and causing an even bigger problem because once they get stuck, then the plows can't get around. I think that's where like they should come down because it's one thing to have somebody in a, you know, an all an all wheel drive SUV out there roaming around trying to go to Walgreens, which they, which they shouldn't be doing, and like a thousand semi trucks like on side streets in Buffalo in four feet of snow. It's just to me those are the people that should be arrested. There or huge fines. Like even to the point of we're going to take a photograph of your license plate and your company is going to get an enormous fine because a trucker's ideal is got to keep tires, got to keep rolling. Well, they don't. They don't have to keep rolling or you can go around like go south, right? to yeah. Pennsylvania and then cut back over to the 90 that way. But so that that is a frustration for me that I think authorities and leadership could do something about. And they just don't. They're like, well, the highway's closed. That'll fix it. It's like, nope. Now they end up on Abbott. They end up on Lake Street. They end up on Southwestern. And it's just like, this is horrible. This is awful. You know, you say, you know, it should have been arrested. You know what else should be arrested, Joe? People locally and especially nationally who kept saying, you know, if the Bills had a dome, <laughs> who just don't understand, arrest these people, man. Look, I am pro, I've been <laughs> pro-dome. Like, I, in an ideal world, if I was Terry Bagula and I'm not, I don't have his money and I am, you know, it's easy to say that when it's not your money. Right, but right. I wanted a dome. I've always been pro-dome. But yeah. unless you were going to put a dome over this entire region, it wasn't going to matter. It right. wasn't the conditions. Well, that's not true because we saw on Sunday between say one and four o'clock, 
this would have been all borderline unplayable. Oh yeah. Even if, you know, if, if the fans weren't a factor and commuting wasn't a factor, take that aspect out of it. This game itself probably would have been borderline unplayable. But yeah, yeah. regardless of that, it's not about that, man. It was about the commute. It was about getting 60, 70,000 people safely in and out of Orchard and Park and in the players. Yeah. The team literally from Pittsburgh, they, they didn't even get in the town until late here on Sunday. Yeah, I, I'm sure you saw a lot of that on social media. Did that drive you a little bit nuts, man? People just talking about the Dome for this reason. Because, again, first of all, this aside, are you a Dome guy? So I I haven't traditionally been a dome guy like I always appreciated the the you know the the advantage of bringing Miami to Buffalo particularly sure. Miami to Buffalo you know and you get a domed Atlanta team if the Texans have to come to Buffalo and play like <laughs> yes please bring a dome Texas team to Buffalo in January let's play Absolutely. some football uh, I mean, as much as Miami says that they didn't they didn't have a problem in Buffalo last year, they struggled last night. It was freaking cold in Kansas City. Um, yes, it's annoying. I had one guy arguing with me that, like, literally on Twitter today that Buffalo should lose its team. If this is something that they're going to have to deal with and, like, changing games and this annoyance, they're going to have to they're going to have to move the team. And I was like, well, first of all, we're not the only ones that deal with blizzards like everybody like right. New England has had blizzards. Detroit has blizzards. like everybody like Cleveland is down the street. People in people not from Buffalo and Cleveland don't realize the geography that Cleveland is two hours down the street on the same lake. Literally, I go I leave my house to take a right. I'm in Cleveland in two and a half hours, like same right. exact area. And I, I just pushed back and I was like, what about all the southern teams that have problems with hurricanes? And he was like, that's different. Like. <laughs> How is it different? There's more Southern teams <laughs> that deal with hurricanes than there are Northern teams that have to deal with blizzards, but it's just funny. Yes, it is to your point. Very, very annoying. Just, yeah, you, you can't, the dome, the dome would not have made a difference. So it's just what it, it, it is weird to me. The amount of times we've had snow games, the Indianapolis game, and it wasn't necessarily as critical, but the, the right call was made. I mean, at the end of the day, stay home. You know, I got, I'm going through some comments here and I, and I got two. Well, let me pull up the first one. Roy Collins says, learn from past mistakes. That's what we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. Last year was a mistake. The driving yeah. back came too late. The damage was done and it caused, it caused death. It, it caused death. There's yep. no way around it. A lot of pressure on government this time around to make some changes. And, and so far, so good. I have not heard of a single death so far. That's right. And then again, I'm not comparing necessarily this blizzard till last year last year was significantly worse and it was yes. around christmas but yeah. still but then, and then you got people like i don't know who this david is but i'm just gonna call this out he says it's football in the northeast it's awesome to play in this i'm sorry i think it was up to the people i don't even know what really that's supposed to mean no it's not up to the people it's up to it's up to the county it's up to government it's up to the league it's up to officials to be able to determine if you could safely get people in and out which by the way we're recording this Again, 8.30 now almost approaching on a Sunday night. There's still a driving ban. Like, you yeah. literally can't even drive in Orchard Park. And this game was supposed to go off seven and a half hours ago. Right. So... Right. Well, I can't, I can't. So I have a, my truck is currently stuck at the airport uh, because I, I was in Nashville. This, I flew to Nashville on Thursday. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. And, and then they canceled my flight on Friday night to fly home on Saturday. Uh, so my, and I had to like end up routing to Pittsburgh, drove to Pittsburgh from Pittsburgh here yesterday and was going to go to the airport. This is funny. I was going to go to the airport yesterday to drop off the rental car and pick up my truck. I literally, it got so bad on the 90 when I was approaching the Hamburg exits that I was like, uh, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty, uh, driven, pretty fierce, pretty independent, pretty confident. I'm that guy sure. that's like, I can drive to the store if I need to. I won't, but if I have to, I will. And it got sure. to the point where I was like, um, this is probably too much. I'm in a rental car. It's all wheel drive, but I don't know this car. Dude, I missed the first Hamburg exit. 
missed it. Didn't even see it. Like yeah. I saw it as like the, as, as the exit sign went by, I was like, holy crap. It, so I turned on the GPS and I navigated via GPS to get off at the second Hamburg exit. Uh, and when I was going to go up mile strip towards the Ford plant, I was like, oh, this isn't happening because it was just white out and, and like sure. turned around and went back up South park. Uh, so my truck is still there. So all that to say this, like I, I couldn't have gotten to the game today. And if I had gotten to the game, I would not have been able to get home. My street has three and a half feet of snow in it. Like they have not plowed my street. So, yeah, yeah. like I said, I physically couldn't get out of my driveway right now if I needed to. And right. look, and I know you feel the same way too. I also understand that people spend money traveling, getting here for mm -hmm. games. This is a playoff game. It's a significant inconvenience to businesses, a significant uh, inconvenience to a lot of people. Yeah. Case in point, uh, your colleague over at Buffalo Rumblings, our our friend, um, Sarah, Sarah Larson. Yep, yep. She flies in and she goes to every single game. I think it's like game 61 or something. Anyway, yep, yep. she flew in actually a day early, which at the time was a, a smart move for her because her flight the next day ended up getting canceled. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm sure she had arrangements to get back home at some point. And now the game isn't getting played for another day. So I'm sure this is screwing a lot of people's travel plans up. Yep. I don't know even know if he made it in. I know our, our guy, uh, Patrick Miller, was supposed to come in, too, from yeah, out of town for the weekend. I don't, I don't even know if he ended up making it in. Isn't your boy Jay Spence here, too? Yeah, he came in a day early as well. So he he changed his flights. Uh, Kyle Brandt couldn't get in today. So Kyle Brandt was supposed to fly in today. And I was like, not happening, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's just so I get it. The inconvenience part. Trust me, I uh, the Bills wanted to play this game. Um, everyone wanted this game to go off. Yeah, it just yeah. got to a point where it wasn't safe. So I, I guess to conclude that part of this, Joe, I well, just, I think there, 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 there's an aspect of, and it's in the comments and people, you know, it's like, well, we should be able to decide if we want to go to the game or not. And I, I get that. Like I, I have a problem with government interference trying to keep me safe. It's a free country. If I choose to do something stupid within reason, that's my own fault. However, the better, the better reasoning and example to me is the, you're already exasperating the system with an NFL game because of the amount of cops that you have there, the amount of volunteer sure. cops, the the EMTs, the medical stuff, the helicopters. When I'm at a when I'm at a Bills game, when I go to a Bills game, every cop I walk by, I thank them for being there. Hey man, thanks for being here because it's yeah. it's not. I mean, they're working right. They don't have to be there and they're working. And it's funny because they all oh man, thanks so much. Like they appreciate it. To me, there's a greater there's a, a greater uh, uh, reasoning as it pertains to if. A thousand people, you know, uh, you know, first responders are down at the stadium working for a football game between one and three or one and four. Though that's a thousand people that can't be out helping right. people that need help when they need to be helped. Right. So to that's me, that's a bigger, better reason than you should just give me the choice. If I want to go, it's my fault. That's an absolutely great point. And even furthermore, I would say this too: people have given a choice are going to take chances, yes. especially the the uh, the football team that they're fanatical about, and especially because it's a playoff game. There's right. no question; people are going to take chances. What happens? People start getting stranded all over the place. Mm -hmm. Cars get stuck all over the streets, and then someone brought this up. I didn't think of it, but it's a great point. Grandma is sick, and a first responder has to get to her, and they can't because that whole area is just filled with stranded cars like what oh happened God. last year and you can't get to them <laughs> right. so i mean it's again from a from a sensible human element here to me this was a, a no-brainer yeah and the right call yeah. uh, i didn't like it at first but they ended up being right and that's the that's that's the the, the gamble they take because if they're wrong if we had gotten a dusting with some wind then it's like but at that point in time as well i mean friday night southwest canceled all their inbound flights for saturday at like mm -hmm. two o'clock on friday and it's like, yeah. it's a little early. It's sure. a little early. And like my uh, American had canceled them by eight. 
p.m. And I'm like, what is happening? Can the sun come up first? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, to me, that's kind of like Aaron on the side of caution. Like I said, yeah. I'd rather have them. I'd rather ridicule them for, for saying, oh, this was a dud. This was nothing. People are going that I went grocery shopping Friday night. There yeah. was not a loaf of bread or a piece of deli to be had anywhere except tops in West Seneca, by the way. That shit, for some reason, that was stacked at Wegmans. There wasn't a goddamn no. piece of bread to be found anywhere in that store, let alone a bagel or anything like that. But let's <laughs> let me ask you this, Joe, from a football standpoint okay forget about the human element we both are we're, we're decent people man we don't want to see anybody <laughs> perish and be get put in harm's way because they're not going to adhere to driving bans and all this other stuff we, that goes without saying but from a football standpoint let me be honest with you completely honest with you mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i woke up saturday heard the weather reports uh knew you know there's gonna be a driving man all this stuff i woke up and by 9 10 a.m on saturday the only thought i had and i'm being honest with everybody now Please cancel this game or postpone this game. I did not want to play on Sunday. Mm. From a football, again, first and foremost, yeah. human element, be safe standpoint. But also, truthfully speaking, from a football standpoint, because to me, I look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, and to me, I see two ways that the Bills could lose this football game. This is the way I felt all week is what I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. A, turnovers. Turnovers will always be the great equalizer. Yeah, you know, yeah. you turn the ball over two, three times, you're going to keep a, a team in a football game. And then B, the elements. Mm -hmm. Now, you go on Sunday and we heard it could be snowing, drift snow, wind gusts, 40 miles an hour, consistent 20 to 30 mile an hour winds or worse. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this game where I really like the Bills by two or more scores, suddenly it becomes a coin flip almost to me if the elements are that bad. Look, Josh Allen's that dude, and we all know that. But, mm -hmm. bro, if it's 30, 40 mile an hour winds, there's only so much any human being could do in those elements, man. You ain't throwing, you ain't using the whole field. And mm -hmm. to me, anything you take away from Josh being able to do is advantage Pittsburgh there. So well, I goes, was actually really happy that yeah. this game got postponed. At it, the go, time. It, it goes back to the Patriot game that they won here in the, in the high, the high wind game where they just basically sure. loaded up and pounded us. And the reality is, is this bill's defense is less able. I know that they've played well this year, uh, very admirably, especially with the, the injuries that they've had. But this this Bills defense and the nickel 4-2 they play is less able to stop big bruising backs now with Tremaine Edmonds gone than they were before. Now they're playing better. They're hitting the run fits better and stuff like that. But like, I agree with you. Oh, wait a second. You're telling me that this is going to be like six inches of snow on the on the field with 35 mile an hour winds and they're just going to basically run Najee Harris at us the whole game? Uh right. <laughs> no, that's not right. that. I pack because that puts that heavily weighs in their favor. Heavily sure. weighs. Sure. And not being able to throw, you know, 20 yard outs to Stefan Diggs or, you know, right. seam deep seam routes to, to Dawson or, or not. I almost said Dawson Knox. Dawson yeah. Knox don't catch no deep seams, man. <laughs> Maybe Dawson Kincaid. All right. But they don't, uh, they don't throw no, the seam very often at all. Right. 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 Exactly, man. But, you know, I, I just felt like from a, from a football standpoint, this game getting. Yeah moved was advantageous to the bills yeah. that said if you're watching this or even if you're not don't get it twisted because the bills were not pushing to get this game moved and this again we keep going mm -hmm. back to it it was about the safety of yeah. civilians uh above all else if the bills lose on monday although the weather's still going to be shitty i mean it's going to be more yeah. like the kansas city game on saturday night. it's going to be frigid cold yeah. and there's going to be some wind and maybe a little bit of snow but if the bills lose it's going to be their of their own doing it's yes. not going to be Mother Nature's fault if the Bills lose. You agree Correct. with that? Agreed, 100%. Yep, totally. All right.
All right, yeah, let's take a doming the stadium would have done anything. I actually put a tweet out today. I was like, even if they did dome the whole area, the leadership still couldn't get top golf here. But that was that's a different conversation. <laughs> you know, real quick, boy, take a quick break. Your your guy, John Fina. Of course, John Fina played for the Buffalo Bills mm-hmm. for over a decade. Uh, Joe does a show with him every week during the season, off tackle show with John Fina. How would do you do you know this? Like, how does John feel about playing in these elements? Like, is it an, an advantage? To an offense like Buffalo, if the if the conditions are not all the way shitty, but pretty shitty. Like I mean, he, he like, I mean, he's always going to have a conversation about running the ball first. Uh, him sure. and Jerry Ostrowski are the same way about that. Like everything is predicated on the run and being able to run. So obviously, in those type of elements, having the ability to run, which this Bills team does have the ability to run now. Uh, they would be all for. He would also, yes, he would lean into the idea of like bringing people that aren't used to this weather here makes a big difference. And living here and being out in it, like to go to the store and whatever, being cold and and like we go to the store if it's if it's 20 degrees outside in a hoodie, basically in what you're wearing. Like I don't take a winter coat with me to go to the grocery store. Like I just, no. it is what it is because we're, that's how we get used to it. So he would say absolutely both that way. And then there's obviously the, always the advantage of an offense. And he came from obviously a pre- precision offense that we know what we're going to do. And they're basically, they have to like react or guess what we're going to do. So it's going to put, you know, advantage us all day long. So he would be in favor of it. Yes. He, yes. He would tell you it's, it's an advantage for sure. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, I'm back with Joe Miller from Buffalo Rumleys. Uh, you know, you mentioned before the break how Jerry Ostrowski, I had to point this out. I forgot about this. Um, just a couple of weeks ago, was it two weeks ago? Yeah. I hooked up with you at mm-hmm. 9-11 Tavern, and I didn't know Jerry was going to be there. And then Jerry came with his kids, uh, 9-11 Wings. How did you like that? Because we didn't talk. I don't know if you had had them before previously. You, once. You had, you yeah. had them once. Based on oh. your recommendation, uh, me and a buddy of mine went about two months ago. But yes, that was my second time having him. What's your what, what's your take on those wings at uh, 9-11? And what was Jerry's take? I left before you guys were done. 
so I would give you Jerry's take and it would effectively be my take as well. So Jerry, you know, I, I talked it up because he was coming into town and Jerry and I are good friends. And where do we want to go? I was like, well, do you want to go someplace where a million people are going to be and the food is not as great? Or do you want to go someplace where we can get really good wings? It's not barbell because barbell is going to be slammed. We'll never get in there. And he's like, well, he goes, what do you want to do? I was like, well, let's go get good wings. He goes, I'm all for good wings. So I was like, well, let's go to 9-11 because Pat has said it's really, really great. And I've been there and the wings are really, really great. So there's always a, a measure of trepidation and fear. They're like, well, what are the wings going to be like? Right. And I can tell you, so this, this was his reaction. And I would tell you that my feelings about them would be the same. He took one bite and then like, did the, like jerked his head back and looked at me. Uh -huh. like, these are really good. And I was like, yeah. yes. I was like, as far as just straight Buffalo wings, yeah. these are probably some of the best in Buffalo. If you're getting honey butter, Cajun barbecue, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. There's not even an option there. <laughs> right. Yeah. That, right. But for, but there is an aspect to the size of the place. Um, sure. They weren't overly happy that we were taking over nope. the bar. Nope. <laughs> I had to I had to tip the bartender before we ordered to make him yep. smile. Like so, yep. Like if if your party's more than six, I can't split tables. And it's like, wait a second, you can't give us more than one table. There was there's a lot of yeah. It's a it's a secret, and I think they like being a secret. I for sure. <laughs> I you know I've said I've said this repeatedly, man. And let me preface this too. I've become friends recently with uh, the owner, the yeah, daughter, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and. Yeah, everything about 9-11 kind of sucks in terms of <laughs> in terms of this, in terms of A, it's small. Yeah. So if you have a large group, if it's me and you going to if Joe Miller and I want to go sit at the bar and have some some wings and a couple beers, awesome. Yep. Perfect. Yep. yep. If Joe Miller and I are bringing a table or you know, a party of six other people with us, there's only like six to eight tables in the back period. Right. We actually even got lucky to were able to sit the bar because sometimes that shit will be packed too. So it's small. Uh, the service isn't the greatest in terms of like space and ability to get a table. Mm -hmm. Also, and a couple people from our party found this out the hard way. It is cash only. Yes. So ain't no debit cards, ain't no credit cards. You have to go. If you ain't got money on you, better take your ass across street to 7-Eleven. Which, which was broken. The, night, which the ATM was broken on the night that we had some people come and meet up with us. So everything about 9-11 and plus, if you do like the, the signature wings, like you said, the Cajun butter, the, the double dip, the, the barbecue, all this stuff, you ain't getting any of that shit there. No, It's no. hot or it's medium and that's it. It's delicious. French fries too. But it's delicious. And the oh, French fries are banging. Well, yeah, they are. So once the wings come out, it makes up for everything. It makes it up for take, everything. It makes up for the amount of time it takes for the wings to come out too, because they take a little yeah. while. <laughs> <laughs> they, they take a yeah, minute they to get a, there. They had a small kitchen and, and they yeah. only put a certain amount of wings in at a time, which again, all that stuff leads to at the end of the day, yeah. uh, some really great wings. Super terms good. Of the, yeah. All right. So in terms of this game, again, I don't want to give too much into it because it's got such a short shelf life here. 15 hours. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. This game will be in the books. Um, has has what happened over the last or say over the course of the weekend has that changed your outlook for the game coming in what was your outlook for this game your your, your uh, forecast for this game going in and has it changed based on the last handful of hours so with with the weather rebounding back to maybe you know being a, an even playing field versus slanting in one way or the other i basically felt for the buffalo bills to win this game they just need to be the buffalo bills don't do anything cute don't try to do anything exotic sure. don't do anything special like literally line up have a game plan you know obviously take away their run game make mason rudolph beat you on defense but on offense just go out there and do what you do well like there there's no tj watt on this football team their secondary isn't great mika fitzpatrick is injured just go out there and beat them 
literally beat them. You should win by two possessions. It shouldn't sure. necessarily be easy, but it should be not as close as maybe the score is going to like tell you it was. But to me, if the Buffalo Bills just line up and play football, I mean, the Steelers were the definition of backing into the playoff spot. They literally backed into a playoff spot. Um, the Bills should win this game all day long, especially if there's not you know a blizzard going on. And it's wrong. (laughs) I kind of, for the most part, I feel the same way. And even with the elements, with the weather, the difference between, and I'm still, you know, paranoid and filled Mm. with anxiety that, because it's just how Buffalonians get this time of year with the football team, man. But (laughs) there's a couple of things that I like about this team much more compared to, to recent years. I think the offensive line is, this is the best offensive line they've had in probably four years. I think they can run the ball more effectively if they need to, yes. and they will, including Josh Allen with his legs, which has been mm-hmm. all systems goal the second half of the year. And I think Daquan Jones playing is really, really big. And yes. I mean really big, especially because of the team they're playing. He's going to help uh, stop the run. I, I long as it's not blizzardy tomorrow, Monday, I should say. Um, I, yeah, I still, I, I, I said 30 to 12. I had Anthony Mariano on oh, wow. and we, and we do our predictions each week. Set yeah, yeah. 30 to 12. And then by the end of it, I kind of got annoyed with Anthony because he was giving Pittsburgh too much respect. So then I changed my pick to 37 to 12 by the end of the show. <laughs> Anthony is the up. most Anthony is basically Sean McDermott every Wednesday. I don't care who the opponent is. Anthony, our, our boy Anthony is going to to talk, talk that guy up. Uh Wyoming Trust, as you saw today, how a seven seed beats a two seed. Turn the ball yeah. over, let them run, and give up a couple big plays. Absolutely correct, man. I mean, that, that that that's a great take, and he's referring to Green Bay smacking the shit out of. Uh, they wanted nothing to do with tackling Aaron Jones. They wanted no. nothing, and freaking Jordan Love had a perfect passer rating in that football game. Like they didn't play defense. They literally did not play defense in that football game. No. Um. All right. So I hate doing this because the Bills haven't played yet, and people are going to come for me if things go south. But I don't give a shit, man. If the Bills lose on Monday, it's not going to be because. I looked past the Pittsburgh Steelers. I got news for you, folks. <laughs> and earlier last week, I got a good buddy of mine, Tone Pucks, who does this show with me once a week. Mm-hmm. And this was early in the week before weather was an issue, before well before the Chiefs played the Dolphins. He literally showed up to, he comes here and does it in studio with me. Mm-hmm. And his ch- shirt said, feed me KC. Then every time I tried to bring up the Steelers, he immediately blew them off and wanted to, he wants the Chiefs is what I'm telling you, man. Nice, nice. Yeah. And, I can't help but look a little bit past the Steelers. I know I shouldn't. And again, I'm not jinxing no goddamn football team, man. They're going to win or they're going to lose. <laughs> but if the Bills, for the sake of you not being like me, I'll, I'll just ask you this, honestly. If the Bills are to be victorious on Monday, are the Chiefs the team that you want in the second round? Like when Saturday, when you woke up Saturday and you had Cleveland versus Houston and Kansas City versus Miami, the way it would play out, was the Chiefs the team that you wanted to see potentially in a second-round matchup? So I was asked this question by friends, and I said, bring me the Chiefs. I want to see yeah. Pat Mahomes not in Arrowhead in front of a Buffalo crowd, like with us yelling at him because he's only played in Buffalo one time, and the fans weren't even in, weren't even there. It was, it was a rainy day. It was weird. Sure. Uh, we were at Magruder's. Uh, Spence and I, I think, were at Magruder's for that game. Like it, there, was, there was an aspect of like – it just was weird and strange, and we've only been there. So I, w- I wanted to see Mahomes. I want to see. So I was like, bring me Pat Mahomes. Now it's it's locked in. So if we win, two is going to play three. So that's us. One is going to play six, five, six, seven, whatever's left, the Texans, and then two is yeah. going to play three. So we're playing the Chiefs, period, if we win this football game. 
Uh, but yes, bring me Pat Mahomes all day long. And the funny thing is, is when the game was on last night, the Dolphins and the Chiefs, I was like, wait a minute, what am I thinking? Like the Dolphins are like completely destroyed on defense. Like that would be a, so if we can get by the Steelers easy, that's another easy win. Like, why, what am I thinking? Like, give me the Dolphins, but no, I, I want Pat Mahomes. I want, I want Pat Mahomes in Buffalo. Yeah. Which by the way, Pat Mahomes has never played a road playoff game never. in his career. So never. if the bills beat Pittsburgh here, then that will be a first. I kind of feel like on the fence. I was rooting for Houston because I wanted to play the Houston Texans. And that's, look, C.J. Stroud is the truth. He's sure. going to be great. He is. And he's great right now. He but he's a rookie quarterback. Coming to come to Orchard Park in January. First year head coach. A lot of young guys on that team. At some point, the moment is going to get a little bit too big for them. Could be this coming week in Baltimore. If they end up playing Baltimore, of course. Um, right. But in terms of the Chiefs, so the bad, the reason why I did not really wasn't excited about the prospect of playing them is they played their best game of the year Saturday night, I think, mm -hmm. against Miami. They just completely dominated them. Rasheed Rice is kind of emerging now as a good receiver. Mm -hmm. That unit has sucked for the mm -hmm. Chiefs this year. They've been horrible, and most of them are still awful. But Rasheed Rice, is, he's become their top receiver. He's actually been better than Travis Kelsey. Uh, the defense has been good all mm -hmm. season long, and they look mm -hmm. good against Miami. And most importantly to me, at the end of the day, they're the defending Super Bowl champions, man. They got their mm -hmm. championship pedigree. Bama Holmes is a winner. Andy Reid's a winner. Travis Kelsey's a winner. They know how to win. They Tough do. games, blowouts, they, then they're not just going to go away. So I looked at it. I'm like, ah, do I really want this team? But then I'm like, you know, this offense has struggled all year. They've left points on the board Saturday night. Mm -hmm. uh, they've had turnovers, a lot of mistakes. Mm -hmm. And plus, I think Miami's just soft as shit, man. Like, I don't don't look at that game. And I'm just saying this well, kind of as a Bills fan. <laughs> but don't look at that game and say, oh, my God, the Chiefs are so good on offense. Miami just, first of all, they were decimated. And secondly, yeah. they're a soft football team, man. It felt like Miami yeah. really didn't want to be out there. And then, like I said, Mahomes has never had to play on the road in the playoffs before. So I'm not afraid of the Chiefs. Let's just put it that way. I'm not afraid of the Chiefs either. Uh, the, the Miami Dolphins are the Miami Dolphins. It, soft is a good word. They're also, I mean, there's a lot of criticism right now. I mean, Kurt Warner, I think it was, came out, did some uh, work on that film from yesterday in that game and was like, look, it, he didn't say it, but he said it. He inferred it and basically implied it that Tua is a one-read quarterback. And if you disrupt that first read, it, it's a problem for him. So there's an aspect of they're going to have to do some work with Tua. That defense was decimated. But yes, I'm not afraid of the Chiefs either. The Bills have shown they can beat that team in Arrowhead. And I will go down as a Bills fan and say, as a person that's been in that stadium many times, it is one of the hardest places to play. You heard it last night. I've always described it this way. Bills fans are smart, and not, not that other fans aren't smart. Bills fans are smart. When the, the defense is on the field, the, the huddle is happening by the offense. They, they break the huddle. The crowd starts to get loud. And then sure. they get louder and louder and louder and louder. And then as soon as the play is over, the crowd goes, wow, and comes down. And then as soon as they huddle, the crowd starts getting loud again. In Kansas City, they're just loud. As soon as as soon as the other offense runs on the field after the kickoff, the crowd comes up and they're allowed the whole time. It's like crazy. Like that's just how they are. And you heard it if you paid attention. It's like why they're between plays. Why why is everybody screaming their heads off? Because that's just how they are. It's a hard place to play football. Um, but no, on a neutral site in Buffalo, they don't they don't scare me at all. Right? I mean, if, if right. there's one person I'm afraid of on that football team, it's probably Pacheco because that dude. Somebody said that he runs like he hates the ground. And it's like, uh, that is a perfect he's an angry runner, man. He, he runs like he hates touching the ground. Like that's, and it's, it's like, oh my God, that's perfect. That's a perfect way to describe him. And he's just, he could be a, a tone setter, a game changer on, for that. Uh, 
I want to read a couple comments here for people watching, and they're they're echoing your sentiments, Joe. Uh, Karen says KC has been mad this season. Well, mm -hmm. actually, that's mine. But in terms of this game, Wyoming Trump, Patty, Pretty Boy Kelsey, and his Dolly and OP, like a dream come true. Uh, Chip Happen says, yes, take down the champs. Leanne King says, yes, KC to be the best. You have to beat the best. So right. it seems to me like the sentiment for a lot of Bills fans is definitely that they want the Chiefs too. And if you handle your business on Monday here, coming mm -hmm. up later today for most people watching this or listening to this, I should say, uh, you're going to get them. Miami. All right, so regardless of what the Bills do, if the Bills collapse against Pittsburgh, obviously we're going to be having a lot of conversations, your show, my show, mm -hmm. all the Bills content out there. God only knows how ugly that's going to get over the next couple of weeks if they were to lose at home to Pittsburgh in the wild card round. But we don't know. That's the unknown right now. That game hasn't been played. What yeah. has been played yeah. was Saturday night and the Miami Dolphins. And I just, I don't know, man. And then I watched Dallas play here on Sunday, shortly before we went on the air to, to record this episode. And mm. again, they didn't just get beat. They got pummeled by right the Packers. And that score was not, that game was not as close as the mm -hmm. score shows. Like that Prescott is going to go down as having one of the worst 369 yard passing games that I've ever seen in my life. But anyway, I look at Miami and I look at Dallas, and those seem like two franchises that kind of like mirror themselves a little bit. Mm -hmm. Really flashy, uh, you know, all sizzle, no steak teams. They'll, they'll yeah, smack yeah. you if you're they're better than you. Early in the season, they look great. They're September, October champions. And then later in the year, when teams got tough and started punching back, mm -hmm. they wilted. They wilted. I don't know who gives a shit about the Cowboys because they're in the NFC. Point was, I was just saying these teams mirror <laughs> each other. But Miami, you know, this is a soft football team, man. And, uh, I don't know if you watched Hard Knocks the end season with Miami. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't watch any of the episodes until the one where they played the Bills. I watched I watched, that I watched them all. I watched them all. Did you? I yep. just, I don't know. I, I watched that episode, Joe, and I just seen a team like that was up 14-7 in Miami in the locker room. Again, they had to win it at halftime. Just didn't seem like they had any confidence. And I look at Tua, and he's a nice dude. Nice I want to root for him. He's a good person. He's a good human being. And he does some good things on the field. He has some good numbers this year. But where's that leadership? Like, yeah. I mean, he's ain't shit in the locker room. He doesn't command attention. And I started thinking, like, man, this is Josh Allen. This ain't no Josh Allen. This is the anti-Josh Allen. He just doesn't command attention. People don't seem to follow him. And uh, I don't know. It's just like they were waiting for Buffalo to make their move in the second half. And ultimately, of course, that ended up happening. Mm -hmm. They had no answer for it uh, offensively. And then Saturday night, defensively, they were just soft. I don't know. It just seems like a, a soft football team. And it's not even me just taking joy and hating on Miami because that's what Bills fans do. I just legitimately feel that way about that team. That is a soft front running football team. Yeah. Well, I mean, Miami has always been kind of a soft team, right? Have they ever been a big bruising? I mean, they're a Southern team. I mean, that's kind of how, even when Dan was there, Dan was the guy and he was the, the big, the big, you know, masculine leader that you're talking about. Not that Tua isn't masculine necessarily. Uh, but I mean, they're always going to be scary, dangerous, as long as whoever is coaching or in charge of that offense is playing to Tua's strengths. And the only strength that he has, and I call it, and I, I'm not trying to dog excellence because what they do is excellent and they do it well, uh, but they do it well because of Jalen Waddle and because of Tyreek Hill. However, it's very Chuck and Duck. Like he is, he is getting rid of the football an hour before like the, the, the receivers even out of their break. He, his arm is weaker than Phillip Rivers and Chad Pennington's. And if anybody has watched football for a long time, they had historically weak arms that threw with great anticipation and two is is worse than theirs. As long as they have Tyreek and Jalen Waddle there and somebody's scheming them to, to, to beat that beat, to use two of the way that he can beat you. They're always going to be scary. 
But are they going to fold in the end? That's the question. Are they going to fold down the stretch, which when the weather starts to change and it's not beautiful, they're not in a dome. That matters. I mean, it matters. I mean, last year they got throttled by the Chargers in L.A. It was 55 degrees inside the building because it's it's domed, but it's not. It's still an outdoor stadium. And they had heaters on the sideline in 55 or 60 degree weather. It's like, really? Yeah, you know, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to to, to beef with Miami fans. Um, I genuinely speak. Genuinely, generally speaking, I have fun with rivalries, man. I'm friends with. Be- I like. I don't want to sit down and watch a game with 50 Bills fans. I want to. I want to sit down and hang out with some Miami fans when they're yeah. playing Miami. I'm talking about. You know, I kind of like the banner. I like the shit talking. Yeah. And I don't want to beef with their fans. But something that was really annoying over the weekend was the fact that they had to go to Kansas City and they were bitching about having to go and play in the cold and yeah. that weather and that the Bills, you know, have a home game. And again, the Bills are being called soft because they act like it was the Bills' choice to not play on Sunday. Right, and right. I'm thinking in my mind, uh, you had a home game to win the division, man. And you did In your stadium, win the freaking game. Right. And guess what? You're, you're in Miami this weekend and Buffalo's coming back and you got a chance to, to knock the Bills. You took the division from them. You got a chance to knock the Bills out of the playoffs altogether. That was my least. That was my least likely preferred scenario. I did not want to play the Dolphins, lose, and then go back to Miami and play the Dolphins. Sure. That I did sure. not want to do. I was like, let's not do that. Sure. <laughs> uh, one last comment here, then I'll let you go in a minute. Uh, Wyoming Trout says, Nick Wright will come to the game if we play Kansas City. We have to beat the Chiefs to shut him up. It well, won't. you're never gonna, you're never going to shut him up. That won't, won't shut him up. There'll always be a reason. Get that's going to be insufferable. There's going to be two things going on social media in the next 24 hours to to four or five days. One of them is going to be fun. I don't like Stephen A. Smith, but I hate the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And some of his reaction videos on Twitter, Sunday night into Monday on ESPN first day on the Cowboys is going to be hilarious. Oh yeah. And then on the other end, Nick Wright is going to talk his shit all week long. And yeah, that's going to and be. I, and I can tell you what it's going to be. It's going to be very, if the bills can't beat the chiefs in their own home stadium in the playoffs, then when will they ever beat the chiefs when it matters? Right. Yeah, right. You, I literally quote what I just said. He is going to say that on a show. Oh, absolutely. And again, I know some people are probably listening to this be like, come on, man. Still got a game against the Steelers here yeah. on Monday. But again, if you can't beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, Without TJ Watt too, it's time to it's time to seriously consider blowing some shit up. It's not going to be Sean McDermott. The Bills could lose by thirty. He's not getting fired. Yeah, um, after that, I, I left the Bengals game last year where the Bills didn't even show up, and I was just I've, I've talked to many people about it. Like I was just in shock. Like the whole it was the weirdest feeling in the stadium. The whole stadium was just like, what is happening? Like this is this doesn't even look like our football team, right? Like it was just very strange, and like everybody left the stadium silent. It was very weird and it, and it hung with all of us for six months seven months into this season and i think hung with us in early in the season where we were just very doubtful of what we were watching and who this team was if they lose to the steelers tomorrow i don't i don't yeesh, i don't know what the offseason brings for the bills as far as the fan base goes because it's going to be like it's gonna be ugly it's gonna be ugly <laughs> i i'm just gonna say that you know one, one last thing here joe my like kind of one of my new year's resolutions was i really wanted to work on being a little more even keel like mm-hmm. i don't want to get too high I don't want to get too low, but that's not going to start until after the season ends because I'm going to tell you right now, man, if the Bills beat the Steelers and then they exercise their demons and they beat the Chiefs in the playoffs, yeah, be high as a kite, man. Going into either a home AFC championship game against Houston or on the road against Baltimore, we'll cross that bridge down the road if we get to it. But if the Bills either lose to the Chiefs, you know what? Well, they're both equal to me. If you, Whether you lose to the Chiefs on Sunday 
or you lose to the, the Steelers on Monday here, it's going to be really, really low, man. It's, it's going to be hard to have any optimism because if you lose to the Steelers, you gagged. And yeah. if you lose to the Chiefs, you just got to come to the realization that they're better than you. Yeah, they just beat you when they need to. It's this is it's it's a very uh, paradoxical year in the sense of like this is the year where the team didn't look great. They looked amazing in twenty. They looked amazing in twenty one. They looked good at the beginning of twenty twenty two and not so great in the be- end, back half of twenty two. Those years, it's like this is our year. The windows open, and this year the team is like fighting to stay in it. And now we've got like the easiest what looks to be the easiest road to the Super Bowl if they can do what they got to do. Like when you're talking about the Steelers, potentially the Chiefs at home. Sean McDermott can play the Ravens. He knows how to scheme against the Ravens. We've beaten the Ravens not only in the playoffs, but also in the regular season last year. Uh, and then again, I know the Texans would have to beat the Ravens in Baltimore, but it's a li- the weather's still a little different here than it is in Baltimore. And I don't, I don't know that they've got two a two for in them. Two road games, cold games against those two teams. Yeah, so I would love to see Pittsburgh. Then I would, I'd love to see the, the playoffs go through Buffalo, Pittsburgh chiefs, and then the Texans. That'd be amazing. But if we have to go to Baltimore, I'm not, it's going to be a good game. I'm not like, Oh God, like, but it's going to be good. Like if we had to go back to the Kansas city this year for the playoffs, I'd be like, Oh God, <laughs> it's annoying. Right. right. <laughs> There's nobody that the bills are going to play for this postseason, whether it's one game or three games. And I'm not going to go into that game confident. Right. It's just what it, I respect the shit out of Kansas city. I'm looking yeah. past Pittsburgh and I hope I don't regret that. And you're, again, I don't even want to think they're about not, this. they're not looking past Pittsburgh. No, they're not. So who gives a shit if I am? Because especially long as when they just, are, when they just watched the freaking backers do what they did to the Cowboys, I guarantee you they're not looking past Pittsburgh. Yeah, absolutely. Like, oh. And and you know, Houston might've been home, but they were also underdogs against the Browns and they just right. beat the living shit out of them, uh, Destroyed them. as well. I'm going to let you go, man. On the way out the door though, kind of tell people who are watching or listening what you're Production schedule is going to look like for this week because again the game getting moved from yeah. Sunday to Monday might have thrown some some things around. So what's it going to be like for you at Rumley's this week? So my overreaction post game show, the overreaction show, uh, will be at ten o'clock on Monday evening after the football game. That gives me time to get home from the game and get my notes together and probably thaw out a little bit. Uh, but it'll, it'll be somewhere between nine thirty and ten. Probably expect ten o'clock. Uh, the off tackle with John Fina show should be Tuesday. We're going to try to fit it in. It'll probably be be around five or six o'clock because there's other shows that happen. The chop up happens on Tuesday, so we're going to be like kind of wedge that one in there. Sure. And then the hump day hotline with myself and Jay Spencer King will be Wednesday at eight o'clock. So yeah, those are my shows this week. All on the right, Midcast Network. And follow my man, the voice, Joe Miller. By the way, when I say the voice, my wife likes your voice way better <laughs> than mine, man. I gotta hear that shit all the goddamn time. But anyway, follow my man Joe Miller at Joe Miller Wired. As far as this show, um, I think I'm gonna have Tone Pucks on with me post game on Monday. Not quite sure Tuesday. Wednesday, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think ahead here. Oh, Thursday, I got Anthony Marino. And if nice. the Bills win, I want to let people know this right now on the show. If the Bills win against Pittsburgh, I'm going to be live Thursday night at Casey's Black Rock Tavern, mm. which, by the way, is a Chiefs backers bar. Um, Nate Gary's going to join me again. Nice. If the Bills win, I'm going to get the owner, Vinny, on. Nice. Big Chiefs fan. Again, that's a Chiefs Packers bar. I just think that'll be a lot of fun to do. That will be there, fun. Yeah. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. Yes, I do. Because the Bills are going to beat the Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow. Joe Miller. Thank you very much, buddy. Go Bills.